Oh, man, Ron, I am so excited for this episode uh, because this is part two of Jake Anderson. And and really the cool thing is it's the whole transformation, right? Like we, we saw him in person in January and we watched him go have his own epiphany bridge or his own epiphany light bulb went off. And now we're here uh, ready to hear where he's going. I think you're 100% right, and I love the light bulb analogy since he has a lighting company as well. Um, so I think that's perfect. But yeah, watching him grow into this version of himself has been phenomenal. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get to it. Have you ever wondered how highly successful entrepreneurs think? So did we. So we asked hundreds of entrepreneurs a very simple question. If they had perfect hindsight, what advice would they give themselves? I am Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. Join us on our journey implementing and sharing all of our learnings while we hack our hindsight along with our guest hindsight to give us all better foresight. Listen along the way as we find and unlock their secrets that made them successful through hidden traffic, joint ventures, and much, much more. This is hindsight happening. Than I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Welcome back to Hindsight Hacking, and we get Jake Anderson once again to deep dive into everything he's doing. His new Facebook group, Brainiac Moguls, build a transformational online knowledge business just launched. And he's been offering so much information and training that we just had to get him back on our show. So, Jake, thank you so much for jumping in. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Ron. It's always a pleasure just being on this show with you guys. is always so much fun, and, and it's something I look forward to. So I appreciate you having me back. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think when we talked to you last, you were just kind of teasing something news coming. And then uh, I saw you shaving your head on Facebook. I was like what is he doing? Right? <laughs> so uh, we had to get you back on so you can talk about everything you're doing. Talk about Brainiacs and the cool interactive ebook. You're doing. Yeah. So I am very much bald now yes. and uh, it's, it's something I've been actually wanting to do for a while. And um, I thought, you know, what a better time than now while we're quarantined and isolation. And if it looks really bad, then, whatever. It's no big deal. Nobody's really <laughs> going to be seeing me. So, so I, it was, and I wanted to do it live because it was a big change in my life and it's something I wanted to do. And I wanted to share that with the world because, you know, things like that can inspire people. You know, when people see that you're leaning into fear and you're leaning into change and, um, and this was kind of like creating the new me and, and this is the new me and this is how I'm serving with this new mission. Um, so, what I had done and I actually launched on my 36th birthday, which was April 10th. So it was last Friday. And what that launch consisted of was basically kind of the start of the journey for anybody who wants to take a journey with me in this path of going, of building a, an online knowledge business specifically. That's kind of the whole point of Brainiacs. It's about taking your genius and delivering it to the world where people can, and, and really focusing on the implementation side of that genius. So 
what I have created so far is obviously I got the, uh, I got the Facebook group and, um, there's very, there's a very specific structure to it. So everything I do, I'm intentional about it. Um, like I want to make sure that whatever content flows through that, that group has structure to it because content without structure becomes noise. So I don't want to create another noisy place on the internet. I want it to be more intentional about how can we grow a transformational online knowledge business but also have some fun while doing it and building relationships and connections and, and just building our own brilliance through this process. So that's the place where like I connect and build relationships with people. And then to start the journey off came about my, it's an interactive ebook. It's called business backbone and it teaches you how um, to essentially build. There's four vertebrates of the business backbone. It's multidimensional awareness, uh, relationships, market dynamics, and innovation. And really the innovation is kind of where you're discovering your niche. So I go through each of those vertebrae and I've used an interactive ebook, which is really, it's kind of more of a course if you look at it because you open it, it's, it's in web-based. So it has embedded videos within the different sections of the book that you can watch, get instructions. It even has links, which I'm actually starting next week. I'm going to do a live training each day on those vertebrae in my Facebook group. And then the links for that training will be applied to the ebook. So if you've got questions as you're reading through it, you can click on a support link and ask a question. And I'll be right there in the comments to kind of help get you through that. So it's, I don't know if there's ever been a book created that actually has built-in support for you <laughs> as you're reading it. Um, right. So I kind of wanted to try to do something unique here. Um, so that's, that's like the premise of like getting that foundation established because with, with what I've noticed, not only with myself, but just with a lot of entrepreneurs is they hit this point of paralysis and this point of like, I can tell they're really, really trying and they're putting in the work, they're putting in the effort and they're taking action but the foundational pieces aren't quite there yet. And the clarity around how they're going to serve is a little bit misaligned or not fully developed the way it should be. So instead of like, let's kind of start over, let's do some deep work and get this created in a line first. And then from there, all the tactical things that you're trying to do and the strategies and, and those specific outcomes and how you're going to build your business becomes far, far easier when it's actually built on a foundation. So when people are working with me or they decide to take this journey with me, like that's step number one is like, I want to make sure that you have full awareness over building your foundation. And that's where that ebook comes in place. And that's where the group comes in place and everything that I've put together. And then from that point on, um, I actually have another model that I'm creating that's based around implementation of knowledge and how can we increase customer success rates. Like that's the big problem that I'm trying to solve in the knowledge industry is customer success rates with a lot of courses and programs are actually really small. They're very, they're very low. And to a, to a point where I think it's, it's almost troublesome. Um, and if, if it doesn't become addressed, then what we're going to have are like, I just don't, I don't know exactly what the final outcome is to be honest with you. I never thought about it. I just know it's a problem and I know it's something that a lot of people deal with and I've had these conversations and when I put it under that microscope and look at it, I realized that 
where the, the, the core issue is here is it's built around the implementation model that's being used to help actually foster action within the learning experience. So I'm creating a brand new ecosystem, uh, which will eventually turn into mentor hubs. And, uh, and, I, and I won't go into a ton of detail here, but just to give you kind of the, like the sneak peek of like what this is going to look like, um, it's going to be something that helps people learn in motion. And I'm going, I've actually been um, coached by Dennis Waitley, who was like the pioneer of personal development back in the 70s and 80s. He was, um, his mentor was uh, Earl Nightingale. Um, he, you know, huge name and he has a program called the Neuropsychology of Winning. So like learning how to apply neuroscience in the actual learning experience, which will trigger that human behavior that gets people to actually move and take action within these programs without all and also without losing scalability because sometimes people look at it like well for me to really work with somebody i just got to do a one-on-one but one-on-one's not scalable so how do we create something scalable well that's like that's part of the mission here is like scalability we're also creating implementation around what you're learning and putting you in motion um one thing that i'm seeing right now is that a lot of like in the e-learning space you're you're being asked to sit in front of a computer screen and watch video like hours and hours of videos, fill out worksheets in a statics, in a static environment. And that I believe is a big catalyst to why you don't see as many people actually taking action on what they're learning because they're not, they're motionless. They're sitting still. And I don't mean like when people are learning with me, they're going to be up doing jumping jacks like, all right, love this video. Like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it needs to be designed in a way that it's bite-sized content followed with immediate movement, bite-sized content followed with immediate movement. And then there's an incubation period for execution on the actual blueprints that you created. So molding all that together into one ecosystem theoretically by my theory should increase customer success rates and my goal is to try to get them over 70 percent so right now is over 70 percent my legacy goal is 100 <laughs> percent but like right now if i can get customer success rates over 70 is right now from what i'm seeing statistics it's around actually the completion rate this is just completion rate the success rates even lower than this but the completion rates like 10 to 20 from what i've seen in statistics so if the completion rates 10 to 20, then that means the success is probably five to 10 and maybe even lower. Right. And if, if, if I have a product and, and for every 10 people who buy it, only one person or not even one person is actually getting results from it. That's bad news for my company. That's a ticking time bomb. And we need to make sure that we're detonating or not detonating it, but the, the, deactivating it before it actually goes off. And I think the answer to that is an implementation model that fosters human behavior and keeps people learning in motion. So um, I th hopefully I didn't blow a fire hose in your face with this because <laughs> it's, it's still like new for me, <laughs> like learning how to like explain it without getting too caught up in the details. But in its essence, it's learning in motion, implementation models, and it's something that's really going to help more, not, not just the customers, but the people who are, selling to these customers knowledge like right. people who want to build courses people who want to do coaching 
like those are the people that it, this is really going to help because now we're going to give you an ecosystem that if you work within this ecosystem, people are going to get higher customer success rates by following this model. So, right. um, so that's, well, that's yeah. the mission. That's awesome. That's, it's, it's clear. It's awesome how clear you are uh, from the entirety of the, of where you want to take them. It's pretty great. Uh, but backing up just a, a bit, you know, two things I wanted to address real quick. It was one is the way you actually just launched this new Facebook group and the value that you're trying to give everyone. Um, but even before that, the answer to the question that you, you mentioned uh, at the start of that was you talked about fear. So you go from the moving into fear and, and shaving your head live, you know, to, um, you know, when you launched, have, having a birthday celebration live, to being live every day since it's been launched, to doing training live, I think, you know, April 16th here today, right? Like, yeah. you're, you're, you've, if talk about the whole process of your aspect and your thoughts on the fear aspect to the Facebook group launch and ideas and intentionality that you've had. Yeah. So, um, I kind of, uh, fly by the seat of my pants in a way. <laughs> like I, I, when it comes to like, for instance, the, uh, the launch, like the, let's just talk about that specifically. Um, I was like, I'm going to get a shirt. I'm going to put hashtag Brainiacs on it and I'm going to buy it from custom ink. And then I'm going to do like a bunch of crazy motions and, and poses and like cut myself out and then do something with it. And then like every day that I had, like that was kind of part of my launch sequence was like taking like pretty much like what's a core value of the messaging that I'm trying to impose on the people that I'm trying to serve. Like, what is that? And then every day I want to think about like, what could I post with me in this, in this, uh, in this piece of content showing personality and showing brand. And that, um, I guess that like, and then Ron and I were talking cause Ron, Ron's a design geek and I, and I, and I'm a, and I'm a closet design geek. Like I don't talk about it too much, but I love design. Like I really like all those like thumbnails and stuff I created. And I was just yeah. smiling ear to ear just the whole time, like cracking up laughing. Like this is so much fun. And, uh, so that process getting to that Friday of my birthday. And that was the other thing too. Like I'm thinking like, okay, what do I need to do to get ready for launch? And I knew my birthday was coming up and I was like looking, I was like, I probably can have everything done by April 8th, but I want to give myself a little breathing room. I was like, you know what? Why not do it on my birthday and just make it one big old giant celebration. And, um, and that kind of dovetails into like the hype a little bit because people were like, oh yeah, it's his birthday. And he's like launching this new thing. Like it makes it a little bit more memorable for people, you know, when they kind of make that connection. So that was a thought process that I didn't really plan on so much. It was just like immediate, like, let's just do it this way. And, uh, and then on the day of the launch, um, I guess just my tank is so full right now with everything because I have so much clarity and I know exactly the mission that I'm trying to pursue that uh, like, I want to go live more than I already am, but I'm like, whoa, 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 like calm down, Jake. Like you've already been live three times today. Like people might, you might, people might start getting sick and tired of you. <laughs> so back up a little bit, but like, it's just my tank is full. And yeah. like, this is my fourth podcast for the week too. Like I'm in podcasts. I'm just like out like as fast as I can, just giving value, delivering my message and, um, and the, and this is the thing, and you mentioned about fear, Corey, like 
this is what changed for me. And I think this is important for, and this is a, this is some, this is a hindsight hack that we can think about. Um, cause I know what your purpose is here. So let's pull that into the equation. It's looking back at myself, you know, two years ago and even my mom, like I made a post like, like this is like, I used to be a really shy kid. And uh, when I was in kindergarten, uh, my, my teacher thought about holding me back cause I wouldn't speak. And, um, which is kind of hard to believe, right? Like, <laughs> like they're like, he doesn't speak. And we think that we might need to hold, <laughs> it's like, we think we might need to hold him back a year because we think there's like, there's a problem with this child. Like he doesn't talk to anybody. And it was so bad that my teacher called my mom the day I let her tie my, my shoes that I walked up to her and said, can you help me tie my shoes? And she like was so excited that I actually spoke to her that she called my mom from work to let her know what happened. Okay. So I've always had inside of me, I'm, a, I'm an introverted guy. Like I, I get a little bit of anxiety about like speaking, especially in front of people, like podcasting, doing stuff like this really was a difficult thing for me for a long time. And the thought of it was just terrifying. And what had changed, like looking back through that experience, like the, the shift that I had that changed it and made it easier for me was I stopped, like you've got the lens and the lens is focusing at me. I just turned the lens around because this is not about me, me getting on live, doing things like this. This has nothing to do with me. This is about the people that I'm serving because somebody could listen to this interview Somebody could have listened to that live and I know that there is a possibility that that could help somebody in their life. Somebody might listen to this and they may be dealing with the same situation. They're terrified to publish. They're terrified to speak. And I'm just here to tell you, if you are that person listening to this right now, that you just need to turn the lens around and think about what is your purpose of serving, like serving your purpose. And you need to understand this is not about you. This is about serving your purpose. And when you think about it, when I thought about it from that angle, it made things a lot easier for me to digest. And I was like, you know what? I don't care if I stumble over my words. I'm going to say some things. I'm going to say some ums and ahs. I might make a weird movement with my face. That's not what matters. Like, get over it. You're, that's, that'll eventually get better over time. Just speak from your heart and deliver your message and do it for your people. Like that's what it's about. It's not about you. It's about serving your purpose to the, to the people who you're speaking to and to that audience. So that's yeah. what really personally really helped me with my fear is like, I just changed the frame of a pers- perspective there because I think when you first start, you're so consumed with how you look and how you sound and what people are going to think about you that it becomes scary because you're like, like, what if people don't like me? What if people see mean things? I'm sensitive. Like, yeah, I get it. I am too. But stop worrying about yourself. Start thinking about the people that you're serving. Reframe it. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that brings me, I, I used to, I used to explain this to people through a what if, what if statement. So what if you don't start? Who is not helped by you not starting? Right. Mm -hmm. So I help them try to think through that. And through my trainings, that's how I would do that. But that kind of leads me into a training that I kind of saw you doing. I think it was with Robert and you guys were discussing group pro and group convert and all of those. How, how, if at all, did that help you 
kind of launch Brainiacs? So with, I guess with Brainiacs, it's like, I, 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 I kind of put things into a container and I think that like, this is what Brainiacs represents. And, um, and really like with Brainiacs, I haven't even like, cause people are like, what's the name of your mission? I don't even know if it's even going to be called Brainiac. <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> gave it like a name. Like, I've it. got Brainiac, I've got Brainiac moguls. That's the name of my Facebook group. I got Brainiactics, which is the name of my YouTube channel, which is like, so I'm just kind of playing with the brand a little bit. And, um, but I'm like, what is in the like, like mentorhubs.com will be the name of like the big shamam ecosystem that I'm building for implementation right. models. Yeah. I saw your um, tease the other day. It was looking. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's cool, man. I, and I've, and I've already started getting some feedback just on the idea of it. And people are like, oh my God, like this is going to change the game if you do this. I'm like, I know, right? Like, in, like this, this, this is what it needs to be like. So anyway, I'm not going to geek out on that right now. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's another show. It's, it's another show. Yeah, that's, that's another show. Yeah, here and like here later, we'll bring that on and we'll talk about mentor hubs and all the cool stuff that's going on with that. But, Absolutely. Um, but with, with, with launching, I guess like, I kind of look at like, Brainiacs and Brainiactics and Brainiac moguls and like just the brain, the knowledge industry of, of I'm really, really passionate about, you know, entrepreneurship, but I also love knowledge and I love to learn and I love to grow through the brilliance of others. And that's something like at Funnel Hacking Live, that was one of the things I discovered about myself because in that live setting, you're having those conversations and you're feeling that energy with people that you don't normally feel virtually. There's a different level of energy when you're, when you're live. And, um, and as I'm like taking those deep dives with myself of like, what is it? Like, what is my thing? It was, I just love to geek out on knowledge with people and the brilliance and like, you know, what is it that, uh, you know, what is your thing and what is it? How are you serving? Like I was having a conversation with a, a girl named Lindsay who's like trying to help um, married Christian married um, couples with, with their marriage. And we were having these like deep dive conversations about marriage and um, like understanding it from a female perspective, like that conversation, even though we were talking, just flushing out ideas and doing like a mini mastermind, I'm like, holy crap, like I've learned so much about marriage like, from this conversation I never thought of that I can take and apply to my own life. Like that's a beautiful thing when you're able to collaborate with people and actually grow through the, the brilliance of, of others. And uh, so that's kind of like, that's where it came from, or at least that was a catalyst to it. And then from there, I was like, okay, I want to serve this industry. So, and, and this is something I talk about in my interactive ebook is like, finding those points of failure or those gaps in the industry. Like that's where you really need to be niching down. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I was, I've been, had been in this industry for a while, like I've taken a lot of courses, been through a lot of programs and the implementation model specifically, I think has a lot of room for improvement and it's something I'm not seeing too many people really focus on specifically. So I'm like, I love the implementation side personally. Like I, I just, that is something that I really um, have a lot of passion for. So that was like, that's going to be my thing. Like that's yeah. going to be how I serve. Because I think there's some room for improvement there. And um, there's a lot of wonderful 
programs out there that if we could maybe try to rethink some of the implementation pieces, we could probably get higher customer success rates. So like the customer success rate and increasing that is like, that's my, that's my mission. And uh, so that's what really made it easy for me to kind of pull all this into a container, the Brainiacs container of like, what is the thing? What is the mission? And move forward with it in the way that I've done it. Well, and you're, and you're making everything very transparent and you're being very real with everybody. And what I mean by that, even, I mean, everybody on the planet has a, a bot or a autoresponder that <laughs> has their picture of them and you have artificial, like you've called it out. You have, you have your little, your little robot dude, right? So everyone knows they're talking to a bot, right? And, and you're not trying to pretend it's not a bot. It is just you. <laughs> it, Dude, just pop, high five right? for high picking five. up on that. That was that Love was it. like boom, like high five because that was when I was thinking about the bot. I'm like, I, I can't make it me. I'm not a robot. So um, I have you know those Roomba vacuums, like the little yes. uh, vacuums that go around. So I have one of those, and his name is Artie because he's my artificial intelligence. Nice. And um, so that was <laughs> that's where I came up with the name Artificial. So it's like, well. I guess this will be my artificial intelligence. I'll give them like a personality and kind of make it fun. And um, that's the thing about business. It's like, have fun with it. Like, don't, right. don't, don't be afraid to be a little rebellious. You know, um, it makes things memorable. Uh, I remember with my first company, like I didn't have titles on my business cards. We were, the name was the company was Lighting Professors. So my business card would say Jake Anderson and then Professor Edison under it. And that would be nice. my title. And people would look at it and be like, so we all had professor names. So I had Professor Edison, Professor Lumen, Professor Halogen. Like, so, and that creates strong culture within your employees. And then when you hand that to a potential client, they look at it and they immediately smile because they see lighting professors and that you're Professor Edison and they, it, they get it. Yeah. And when you put that next to the car, that's like, the lighting company that does lighting like some generic name and it's got, you know, president and CEO. It's like, you know, I kind of want to go with the one that has personality, right? right? Like that's got my memory. It's triggered my memory. Sure. And um, so like doing little things like that in your branding, I think go a long way. All right. So let's, let's discuss a little bit about the ebook because many of us, uh, including Ron and I, we have, written an ebook. We have, uh, you know, gone t through this and, and we've made it as value driven and impactful as possible, but you've done something different and you, a, the support, which you already mentioned, but the interaction piece, which again goes to the mentor hub goes to the, you know, do something and don't do it statically. Right. Like talk us a little bit about like what got you to, to write an ebook that way and make it such a different impact than so many others. So um, that's an awesome question, uh, and I and I I love answering this question because this is my favorite part about entrepreneurship, and I am like obsessed with 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 maybe not maybe not use the word obsessed. It is really hard for me to follow status quo, like in business, and what I mean by that, and I'm not saying there's necessarily something wrong with that, but when I'm like I want to write an ebook. Like I will beat myself up in my brain until I figure out the, the, the different way to write an ebook, right? Like, so, and I was like, I want to do an ebook, but I don't want to just do an ebook. Like I want to do something different and make it fresh and unique and something that people never seen before. So I approach, I approach projects that way 
And I look at it like, where can I be innovative here? And how can I make this a better, like starting with the experience too. It's like, what would be the experience that I think people would lean into a little bit more here when it comes to consuming this piece of content? And I don't know, it just kind of like hit me. I was like, why not? You know what it was? There was actually a, I saw on PowerPoints because I first, first I was going to do this in PowerPoint where you can like embed videos and links in the PowerPoints. I'm like, why don't I build the ebook on PowerPoint? And then I've got videos that would be kind of cool. And then that just started snowballing the effect of like, wow, why don't we just make this interactive? Like people can just bookmark this into their, in, into their, into their bookmarks. It's like one right. click. It's super simple. And, um, and it's easy to consume. There's no like logging into a member's area and finding the, the thing and then going into the video. Like it's like I'm reducing as many steps as possible for you to get to the answer where it's like it's literally one page with like text and graphics just to give you understanding of framework. And then a video if you want to take the deep instructional dive, which is only going to be like 20 to 30 minutes long. And then why not add some links? Like, all right, what else do they need? Well, they need support. Cool. Here's a link. If you want to get support, we'll just tie it to my Facebook group. I'm going to ask you to join my Facebook group right up front. Like to get the experience out of this, you need to be in my Facebook group. And then the last piece to this, like to this, to what I've created here, like, okay, well, what's the best way to reinforce information? It's through story, right? Stories really help people. It really helps people put things in perspective. So that's what I did with my email sequence is when you get the book, you'll get like the initial delivery. But for the next four days, each day I tell a story about that relates to the first vertebrae or whatever vertebrae you're on. So multidimensional awareness. I talk about the day I lost $60,000 because I didn't use multidimensional awareness. And like, had I had done that, I would have saved myself 60 grand. And it's like, that's the subject line. The day I lost 60K. And it's like, I'm going to tell you the story about what, like not using this methodology in my business decision, how that cost me 60 grand. And that story, if you read through it, that should start triggering and reinforcing the actual principles here that I'm talking about. So it's like email for story. You got the support links and like, so try to just formulating in a way where I'm reducing as much friction as possible between the person consuming the content and getting to the places where they need to get extra answers and extra information and, and, uh, and just making it as easy as possible without over overly making it overly complex. Like sometimes I think it's easy to kind of like get sucked into the sexiness of complexity. It's like, look at this giant com complex thing that I created and it feels sexy and beautiful and it looks really nice in the sales message. And it's like, yeah, but what really is going to get people results is simplification. Like let's simplify this down. Like when I think about a project, I'm thinking, okay, cool. This is what we're trying to do. So let's like, how far can we simplify this down to make it as easy as possible for somebody to get through it? And let's, let's get kind of the, cause I think complexity, like there's some ego that kind of gets tied into complexity where, and I've been through it. Like I've, I have like, I am like got the t-shirt of like ego complexity, like wanting to make things as complicated as possible because it feels, it feels like you've really done the work here. 
And it's like, no, like I get it. Like you've understand it, but like, like if you can simplify things down, then that's going to help people get results faster. So that was, that was, I guess the perspective or the approach that I took when I was going into creating this. No, I think that's great. I think, um, a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll say, Hey, it's a five-step process. Well, that five-step process has like 85 mini steps in the five-step process, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think some of the courses just aren't finished. Yeah. You know, it gets, it yeah. gets overwhelming very quickly unless you're, unless you have two things, you have time to go through it and you're disciplined enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah. unless it's, unless here's the big rocks, move forward, go kind of help push them off the ledge. It, it's harder to yeah. do. I think you've, you've, you're creating that in your whole ecosystem. It's the push off the ledge for people. Absolutely. And, and you make a good point about like there being 85 steps in courses. And really when you look at courses, there's like 40 outcomes that have to happen for you to get to that goal. Right. And so Um, And that's like in my video that I did on the transformational journey, it's like, you've got your path of continuity, right? And like have awareness of your goal. Like my goal is to create mentorhubs.com and create this new implementation model and this new ecosystem. But that doesn't mean it goes for me now to like the next step is to have that. Like there's all these like little iterations that happen before you get to that goal. So what I'm trying to do with the learning experience is to focus on what is your next outcome, right? What's the next outcome you need to achieve that gets you closer to that goal? And let's train you that way. That way you don't get overwhelmed and you get those those dopamine hits in your mind of wins. It's like, cool. Like I just set up, like one of my outcomes was, I set up Artie, like Artie now is in existence. He is my messenger bot and now he can let people know when things are happening. And that was an outcome that's going to lead to the ultimate goal I'm getting to. And to break it down into small bite-sized pieces without overwhelming people with this giant list of information that they go into and they're like, geez, I've got like 30 hours of videos to watch. And uh, that becomes overwhelming and eventually you just start losing steam. And the reason you start losing steam is as you're going through things in that manner, you're static and it takes longer to get to that outcome because the outcome that's trying to be delivered is, is much bigger. It's more overwhelming and it's easier to kind of break it down, I think, into smaller and kind of smaller enrollment outcome steps. So, uh, that that's that's the thing that um that, and i think you're you're completely right like trying to figure out what you can do to simplify things down that's easier for people to kind of like walk through it step by step by step get those dopamine hits and uh and really it starts with in my opinion and i and i won't go into a lot of detail on this because i'm still kind of like flushing this out in my own head right. is it's the environment that you bring people into and the structure that you have on how you take people through that learning journey. Um, that is, that's, I think there needs to be a shift there. Right. So, um, all right. So one, your, your quote that you have on your Facebook group, we are a tribe of no BS entrepreneurs on a mission to build a thriving online knowledge business that measures results by transformations 
over transactions. Specifically, the transformations over transactions, I absolutely love. Um, but my question regarding that mission, that statement, that quote is, if I join your group, what's the number one thing you hope I gain from that? So uh, I love that you brought this up. And I never thought about really talking about that statement. And it's so freaking important to, to like understand if you're deciding to join this group and, and take a journey with me. So let's start with the no BS part. Um, and you just mentioned it earlier. It's like, I'm not going to like, I'm literally no BS. Like I'm transparent. I'm not here. It's just not my style. Like I'm probably going to break some marketing rules doing this because I, I am like as straightforward as possible with like what I'm doing. And it's like, here is, here is Artie. He is literally a made up robot and he's going to be my messenger by like, I'm not like, I'm here to have fun and be lighthearted, but I'm not going to put a picture of me. This is Jake Anderson. And it like, it looks like it's me talking, but it's really not. Again, I'm not hating on anybody that does that, but I'm, that's just who I am. That's just how I operate. So the no BS part is just really being direct with people and, and, and being upfront with the thing that you're going to do to help them and presenting it in a way where it's very clear and the expe expectations are there. And this is where like, I'll, I'll break some marketing rules. Like I don't believe in upsells in the knowledge business flat out. Like I don't believe in like, that's just me. Like when I have a sales page and it says, these are the promised results, I'm not going to have you buy that. And then later on the back end, like say, well, actually you're going to need this to get that. Well, actually you're going to need this to get that. It's like, no, this is what you need to get that. And this is what it costs. So that's the no BS part that I'm talking about. And again, that's me breaking marketing rules too. I probably will leave money on the table doing that. I don't care. I'm more interested in being upfront and direct and transparent with people with how I plan to serve. It's a bit polarizing, but that's, that's, that's just the game I'm playing the transformations over transactions that specifically is talking about how you're measuring success. So a good example of this is like, let's say I sell a thousand courses at a thousand dollars each. Well, I've technically made a million dollars, but if 5% or 10% of the people, or let's just say, you know, if Tim, like if 10% of the people actually got success out of it, then what's my business really like if, if, if only if 90% of the people who buy my stuff don't get results, that should be a massive problem in your, in your world. Like that's a ticking time bomb because you're creating a lot of back doors for people to leave your journey. Because think about it. If you buy something from somebody and you don't complete the course or you don't complete the program and then somebody else says, Hey, I heard that you, you took this. What did you think? You're like, well, I didn't complete it. Well, what's that doing to your brand? You know, so really increasing customer success rates and really thinking about the actual transformations and using that as your, your measuring stick for success versus like, look at my Stripe account for this week. Right. Like that's, that's the kind of shift. Like that's the no BS. Like, listen, I'm here. I'm all about I don't care. You're, you're never going to see me post a screenshot of my earnings. Like I'll, I'll, I think I did that one time when I first made money online. It's like not hating on it, but like, first that's all, not my deal. Right. Like, like what you'll, what you will see screenshots of or things, 
are the, the testimonials from people who've received transformational results. That's, the, that's where my focus is because I know that if I can help people act, really get results and get to that desired after state and I have a really high customer success rate, my business is rock solid and it is built to last for years and years and years beyond. If I'm not measuring that and I get big hits of transactions, but there's very small customer success rates, the party will eventually come to an end, right? Because eventually you can only create so many back doors to leave your journey. And uh, so that's like when I think transformations over transactions, it's really the measurement of success. It's like I'm measuring it by customer wins first. Transactions, really, that's kind of like a personal thing. Like when I look at my P&L statement, and I look like, here's my revenue, here's my bottom line. Like, it's just, it's just a personal thing. Like, I, that's that, the transactions that I need to happen to be able to fuel my business and continue to serve. Um, so, it's just my philosophy. It's just like, that's what I am. That's who I'm about. And the people who agree with that mission, like, I want to be polarizing enough, you know, and I think that's important. That's like, there's an important marketing lesson here is being polarizing to say like, this is the position that I'm taking. So if you like this and this is the kind of journey you want to take, I'm making it very clear to you, like this is what I'm about and this is how I plan to serve. So if you're somebody, you might be somebody who, <laughs> who is doing more of a transactional journey and that's the game you want to play, you're not going to fit well in my world. Like it right. just, you're not, like it's not going to work if customer success rates and actually like using that as your measuring stick and not accepting people not taking action as a, as an okay thing. Like I don't accept that. Like if I have a 90% failure rate, I'm taking that on, I'm taking that on the chin right there. Like right. I'm taking responsibility for that. I'm not putting that on my customers. I'm going to say, listen, I failed you and I want to make sure this doesn't happen again. So let's pull this back together and let's see what we can do to make this right. So and I think that that speaks to who you are. I mean, even before the pivot and your change, you were the, you were, I mean, that's who you are. I mean, we, we sat and talked at FHL for a lengthy period of time. Um, yeah. And that's what attracted us to you. Uh, I know for me, for sure, because that's kind of what Corey and I is about. It's about helping the people along the journey, get somewhere they didn't know they could get, and we probably just helped them a little bit get there, but they didn't know they could already get there. Yeah. Right? You're just helping yeah. them get to that end journey. And it was less about how much money we can make, how much we could do this. It's about how many people can we impact. And, and it's truly about impact over income. Yeah. And I, you know, and I want to make something very clear. Like I'm not against making money. No, like, no, no. <laughs> I am a, I am a capitalist. Impact, right. Like, I'm a, I am a massive capitalist. I've got somewhere, I got my capitalist pig hat from Steve Larson. <laughs> like I am a capitalist. Like I yeah. am all about like making profit, making money. And I love it. Like I like no, like full disclosure there. It's not that I don't care about that. It's not a charity, um, but it's, it's, it's how you right. Make. It's not, it's still not a charity, but you just, I just, I, I just feel like that, uh, in this journey, especially in the knowledge industry. And I kind of go back to like the whole thing with upsells. Um, I think that's okay with physical products where it's like, I buy a fishing rod and you're like, Hey, do you think you might want some fishing tackle bait? Yeah, sure. You know, that sounds good. And you're kind of pulling the piecing together your, your gear for fishing. 
Like that to me makes sense. But when I'm like in my sales page saying, I'm going to help you do get this outcome and it's only going to cost you $7 to get this outcome. And then you hit buy. And then the next page is like, well, actually, here's a bunch of other stuff you really need if you right. want to get this outcome. Right. It's like, wait a second. I thought the $7 thing was going to get me the outcome. Like, what's this $200? <laughs> so, like, to me, that, like, I understand the marketing side of it and, like, how you're – but in my mind, I'm thinking, like, well, why, why not just tell them in the, up front, like, what the outcome is and what it's going to cost? Like, why do I got to keep, like, taking them along this transactional path with me? Right. You know, like when does that stop? Right. Like when do I have to like, you know, so anyway, that's, no, <laughs> that's the you. no BS part, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the no BS part, but no, um, I, love it. I love it. Um, all right, Jake, we appreciate you coming on, on the show again. Um, if you can just tell the listeners if they love the no BS approach, which I'm sure they do, um, where can they hook up with you? Yeah, absolutely. So it's just connectwithjake.com and um, connectwithjake.com and that will take you to my Facebook group as of today. Um, if five years from now, Facebook no longer exists and something happens, then connectwithjake.com will, will take you to whatever that new best place is to connect with me. So just remember connectwithjake.com, regardless of the time, the year, what we're dealing with, that's always going to take you to the best place to connect with me. Perfect. Love it. Awesome, Jake. Awesome. Thanks again, man. This has been fun. I'm glad we got to see the beef. We got to do the before and then the after uh, on the That's episodes, cool. uh, talking about, you know, the start of a transformation and pivot to, you know, you're in full fledged mode of the new, the new direction uh, with the clear message. And it's been, been fun to watch and fun to be a part of. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. And Likewise, guys, it's always a good time uh, being on the interview with you and, and being on the show. So I appreciate the opportunity. Man, guys, I truly hope you got everything out of that. Uh, just hearing his story, hearing part two of the story, uh, he's seeing the growth, hearing the growth. Uh, and, and Jake, and the no BS transformation over transaction i mean some of the big big fun things that uh, i really appreciate about who jake is yeah and i hope you guys really look at the last episode and this episode and really can tell the difference between the two jakes and you know i think that's going to be powerful for so many listeners to really understand you can make that change you can make that shift and that was actually one of my takeaways if you have clear focus of what you're trying to do, the shift, the change, everything comes so naturally. And then don't BS your people. Like, <laughs> I love that because I think there's so many things out there that, hey, buy this thing for this amount of money and then I'm gonna sell you on this, I'm gonna sell you on this, I'm gonna sell you on this. Just give the value and good things will happen. All right, everyone. So the link to Jake's Facebook group will be in the notes, uh, but connectwithjake.com is the easy place to go find him uh, or come to Hindsight Hacking uh, Facebook group because the link to the show and all the show notes will also be in there. So find us, Hindsight Hacking, in Facebook. Uh, we'd love to see you there. And we'd like to thank you once again for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.